You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Psalm 92 and verse number 6. Notice Psalm 92 and verse number 6. That's where we're coming from. The Bible says, I'm reading out the New King James Version, Psalm 92 and verse number 6. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. Let's go back to verse 5 for clarity. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. Now we'll pick it up and it makes more clarity. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. Exclamation point. Your thoughts are very deep. Now notice what he said about God's works being great, about his thoughts being deep. He says that a senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. And when I thought about it, especially verse 6, when the Bible says a senseless man does not know, I'm glad that I'm not a senseless man. And I'm glad that in this congregation, there's a whole lot of folk who are not senseless. We are not senseless. Now, when the Bible talks about a senseless man, he's not just referring to a male, M-A-L-E. He's not just referring to a male, but he's talking about mankind. Because how many recognize that not only can a man be senseless, but a woman or a female can be senseless? Am I right about that, sister? Can y'all amen that, sister? And so, again, I'm glad that when it comes to my life, I used to be, but I'm glad I'm not a senseless man anymore. Because notice again about a senseless man. A senseless man does not what? No. He does not know. And so, based upon that, look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor the subject this morning. You know better. Mm. Mm. Look at somebody else and look them right in the eyes and say, the subject this morning, say it like you're a parent or a grandparent. You know better. <laughs> Come on, let's give them a hand to pray for the subject. You know better. Come on, some of you are not clapping. Come on. You know better. Yeah, you know better than not to clap. You know better. You know this is what we do for we... Before we engage the word. I remember growing up. My parents would use this word. These words constant. When it came time to be disciplined. Or we was in some type trouble. Before you got your discipline. Before you got grounded. Which we didn't hardly get grounded much. We just got whoopings. But they would always shout those words. When you knew you had upset them. In reference to something you did or said, you know better. 
And as I pondered upon it, most of the time that they used these words, I knew they was right. I knew they was right. When, 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 they, when, they, when they said, you know better, and then it would hit me that, hey, I, I do, I know better. I know better. And then as a father, a grandfather, a pastor, a leader of God's people, I've often had to use these words to my children, to my grandchildren, as well as members, reminding people that, hey, you know better. You know better. And so this morning, God is going to teach us on this subject about you know better. And so one of the definitions that I gave you for a fool, because notice in the end clause of verse 6, he said, nor does a fool understand this. One of the definitions we gave for a fool was someone who does ill-advised or stupid things when they know better. That was, that was the definition. That's going to be the only definition we're going to work with in reference to a fool. A fool being a person who does ill-advised things, stupid things, even though he or she knows better. And, and I don't know what else you could call a person who knows better but does not do better. I, I don't know what you would call a person who has been taught, but yet when it comes time to implement the truths that they have been taught, listen, in order to better their own lives, they do the opposite. I, I don't know, that, that just clearly to me describes a person who is being foolish. And, and when you know to make the right decision, or you've been taught well enough, that in certain circumstances you are capable of making the right choice, but you on purpose make the wrong choice, I don't know what else to call you but a fool. Or a person who is doing, again, ill-advised things. Now, this is my problem when it comes to the church. When it comes to the church, you have people within God's church who do ill-advised or stupid things consistently. Y'all got to hang in here. In other words, there are some folk, when you look at them, they are what I want to call this morning repeat offenders. Oh, God. Now, come on, somebody. Uh, Y'all don't get upset with me yet. I'm just getting started. There are folk, when you look at how many dumb things they do, you, you just have to label them a repeat offender. And, and there are folk who are suffering in areas that, that when you look at the things that they do, the decisions that they make, you, you have to say to them, here you go again. Here you go again doing that stupid stuff. Oh, you sat down with the wise person, talked to him or her for hours. You walked away clearly having heard wisdom, yet you went back to doing the dumb stuff that got you in the hole of the bad place in the first place. Oh, you're a repeat offender. Yeah, you come to church all the time, but you're a repeat offender when it comes to that dumb stuff. Am I right about it? And some of us have turned doing ill-advised things into a habit or it's just routine behavior. It's routine behavior when it comes to why some folks are going through the things that they're going through. This is becoming routine behavior 
with you. It's so routine that a person who truly knows you can almost predict what you're going to do. Come on, somebody. Even to the point, have you ever just been able to predict what somebody was going to do and and you couldn't just stand idly by and watch them do it? You had to step in and say, look, whatever you do, don't do this right here. And a month or two later, when you get to talking to them or talk to somebody, you find out that the very thing, watch this, that you told them, don't do this right here. That's what they did. That's what they did, having been warned. I've warned people about things only to be talking to certain folks. And they say, hey, you know, I warned them about the same thing. I say, my God, he got a double portion and still did something ill-advised. Are y'all going to hang in there this morning? See, the thing about it, when you know better, you need to do better. Come on, when you know better, you need to... Let's break down no better. When you know better, you are receiving knowledge. To know better means that there is in your life, listen carefully, the reception of knowledge. I know better. I'm being taught. I'm being trained. So when you know better, you are aware. You have knowledge or know-how. The reception of knowledge is to know better. But to do better, listen, is the application of the knowledge that you receive. Come on, we're going to take it slow this morning. Because it ain't, it ain't hard. It ain't hard to be blessed. Come on, it ain't hard to be productive in every aspect of life. That's not a hard thing. But you can never do it if you're not receiving and applying divine knowledge. Hold on. Because eventually, your talents will run out. Come on. Your talents will only get you so far. How many know I'm right about that? Your giftings. It's only going to get you so far. And they are talented people who are not productive in every aspect of life because they don't apply the knowledge that they get. And most of you will admit concerning this church, whether it be me or other leaders, you don't have no problem admitting that we get taught well. Only one going to try to say we don't is people who know they're not applying it. Now see, don't talk about my cooking when you ain't eating it. I need to say that again. Don't talk about my cooking when you're not eating it. Or you're eating what you want to eat. You're picking and choosing. Don't talk about my cooking until you have fully digested everything that I put on the plate. Even that which you don't like. Because just like it is in the natural, sometimes it is in the spiritual. That stuff you don't like when it comes to natural food is that stuff that will better your body. Come on. But at the same time, all that sugar and all them sodas, that's what you love, but it had been a fitting the body. When you can swallow four coats 
in 15 minutes, but can't digest a bottle of water within a day. Some of us got to learn to come to church and eat the whole meal. Eat the whole loaf. Knowledge is coming, but some of us sitting there trying to say, Oh, I hope he heard that. I hope she hear. That's what that's. Oh, Pastor, you told them today. I told them or I told us? Come on, did I tell them or did I tell us? Because I'm preaching to myself. I eat my own cooking. Come on. What is the cause? Let's deal with two causes of a person being senseless. Two causes of a person being senseless. Number one, a person can be ignorant. You can be ignorant. You can do ill-advised things because, listen, and I know some of us think the word ignorant is a bad word, but it's not. You know what the word ignorant means? Don't know. Don't know. Sometimes people do ill-advised things because, come on, y'all, they don't. They don't know. Now, have you ever been surprised at what a person didn't know? I mean, have you ever been surprised whether it be on the job, the church, your house? When you got to talk and they say, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't know that. You, you, you're 40 years old and Pastor, nobody ever told me that. You'd be surprised how many men I've talked to in, in the midst of almost going off on them. Yeah, because I'm hard on men. Believe it or not, they just be like, you know, Pastor, that just, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that. And so after so many years of passing, I started learning, hey, you, you just can't assume that every man know what you know. Even though there were men at 40 who didn't know some things that I knew at 20. See, see somewhere something has slipped through the cracks. Come on, I'm just teaching, right? You'll be surprised what married folk don't know and they married. You know, your primary objective is to please one another. You know, you know, woman, your body is not your own. Whoa, who, who? They, they eat my... Come on. But you, but you have people, they don't know. They ignorant. Now, see, the thing about not knowing, when you look at Proverbs 4 and 7, the Bible talks about wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get what? Understand. It's okay to be ignorant, but at some point, when your ignorance starts costing you, you need to desire knowledge. What am I saying? Don't stay ignorant. Because there's some stuff you can do and you can plead ignorant. You can plead that you don't know. But how many know this is so true? It won't stop you from suffering. Go 90, but don't do it now. I'm just saying, don't do this. But if you're going 90 and a 45, and the police pull you over, and you say, I didn't know. How I many know most of the time they're not going to save you? 
He going to give you the ticket to help you know. To help you remember. Mm. I remember one time this police pulled me over right there in Whitesburg coming out that bridge. I had been behind a slow car. Man, I timed it perfect. Soon as that two way, soon as that one became two, pow! I hit it. And seen them blue lights. I couldn't lie. When he came to the door, he, he said, you know why I pulled you over, don't I? do I know I said yeah I hit it he said yeah you did <laughs> he said you know I got to write you up and then I had one of my big rings on that I forgot to take off <laughs> I mean their folk think like that they think like oh he can afford it but I did I said hey look I know you know I'm in the wrong I said, but can you lower that thing? I said, I don't want it to go on me. I don't want it to affect my insurance. I said, can you show me some mercy? He said, I'll do that for you since you was honest. I said, I appreciate you. I didn't start fussing and I was in the wrong. I didn't start talking back and I knew. Why do folk talk back and they know? Woo! Why you got the attitude and you know better? But here's the thing about church people being ignorant or not knowing. Is that in our ignorance or our lack of knowledge, we are too prideful to admit that we don't. Come on. How many of us right now, our lives could be transformed. You can go ahead and go to the next level just by admitting there are things that I don't know. Because when you don't know, listen carefully, and you become prideful, you become a pretender. You try to go through life pretending like you know. But sometimes it's not embarrassing to admit that you don't know. Don't know what a woman is supposed to be. Don't know what a lady looks like. I'm struggling being this saved lady. I don't know. But see, when you become a pretender, you are going to suffer disappointment. Did y'all hear me? When you become a pretender, you're going to suffer disappointment. And the thing about not knowing or admitting that you don't know, listen carefully, has nothing to do with age. Don't ever think, well, I'm too old to admit that I don't know. No such thing when you want to get better. Because tell your neighbor, when you know better, and you do better, take neighbor, that translates into living better. 
Am I breaking it down good enough? Am I going slow enough? When you know better and you do better, you're going to live better. What am I talking about right now? Quality of life. Quality of life is always greatly improved when you are receiving and applying divine knowledge. Listen, and who above everybody wants our quality of life to be the best that it can be? Who? Who who is that one person above all who wants our quality of life to be the best it can be? God. If you said your spouse, you're that ignorant person. If you said your best friend, you're that ignorant person. If you said your pastor, you're still that ignorant person. The one person above all who wants our quality of life to be excellent is God himself. Listen, why do you think he takes the time to teach us? Why do you think he has men and women of God to seek him diligently in order to feed his people? Come on. Jeremiah 3.15. I will give you who? Shepherds according to my heart. What are they going to do, Lord? Feed you with what? Knowledge and what? So we get constant feeding. Why? Because God loves us, and don't miss it, he above all wants to see our life better. God is concerned with your quality of life. Listen, when I talk quality of life, I'm talking every aspect. He wants it at a certain level. He wants it at a certain level. Pastor, how do you know all that? I read the Bible. More than that, I believe the Bible. He said, I would that you would be the and not the live above. Never what? See, he just told me in that scripture, he concerned with my quality of life. When you broke, he concerned. He's concerned. Come on. When bills are behind, he's, he's concerned. When your health failing, he's concerned. When you're single but you're not satisfied, you're not happy, guess what? He's concerned. God don't want desperate singles in the church. Woo! Didn't get about a few clap from single folk. God don't want desperate folk. Number two, the cause of folk being senseless is that people reject knowledge. I said earlier, they won't eat the food. They won't eat the knowledge. They won't digest the understanding. And you know what Hosea says in Hosea 4 and 6, the prophet, God said, my people are destroyed for lack of what? For lack of what? But then what did he say? He said, because you reject knowledge. And see, that makes me wonder, are you rejecting knowledge? Are you hearing exactly what you need to hear, but you're rejecting it? Is that you? Because it's certainly not me. I said, is it you? That was a question. Is it you? 
Look at your neighbor and say, is it you? Look at somebody and say, is it, is, it, is it you? Look at somebody else and say, is it you? Now, we probably didn't get one person in here. If you did, don't, don't say it. But we probably didn't get one person in here and say, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? It's me, Pastor. You hit me. But see, again, notice Psalms 92. Oh, Lord, how great are your, your works. Your thoughts are very what? Deep. And see, of course, we know Isaiah told us that when it comes to his thoughts, Isaiah said his thoughts are what? Higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our what? Way. As high as the heavens are from the earth. He said, so are my ways, so are my thoughts. But does God want us to come into having his thoughts, having his ways? Come on. You better believe it. You better believe it. Now, now listen. You'll never be God. I'll never be God. But if I got a desire and a hunger for divine knowledge, then God will give me his thoughts. I'll break it down. That means when I'm broke and I'm struggling, he'll give me his thoughts and say, I wish above all things that you prosper. He just told me his thoughts in reference to my situation. Now listen, God ain't going to do everything. But once he reveals his thoughts concerning me, come on, come on, Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. God don't want you coming to church not knowing and leaving and you still don't know. Pastor, I just want some good hooping. But see, in the midst of an hour, an hour and a half of hooping, you may not hear nothing. But be very excited. Ready to run, but don't know why you're running. Come on. But see, when God takes the time to teach us, I want you to look at it as God investing in you. And see, at this point in my life, God has invested a lot in me. Yeah. Now, now listen, don't get upset. But when you look at my life, you can see that I've been receiving. Come on, you can see I've been, I've been applying. I've been learning. I've been getting, getting better. I'm not the pastor that I was 14 years ago. No way. No way. But now, see, the question is, when people look at your life, and, and when I say your life, I'm not just talking about that which is on display in public. Because, see, the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, beholding the evil and the good. See, what about their private life? Does your private life reflect God? Does your home life reflect God? The same way I come to church and I strive to operate with wisdom, I'm the same way at the house. I'm not a different person. 
I don't strive to be wise here on Sundays and Wednesday and then Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm a fool. Or I'm being foolish. Come on. Do it sound like I'm mad? Because I'm not mad. And I looked at the videos and sometimes I look mad. It, <laughs> so so I'm, I'm trying to learn to do in some segments smile a little bit. But see, this is what y'all don't know that I'm finna tell you. Sometimes the heart of God, remember God said I'm going to give you shepherds according to my heart. And see, sometimes I'm in a certain mode because that's what he's that, that's what he's imputing in me. Come on. That's what's in me. That that needs to be in me as a spiritual father. When I see children struggling, watch this, who don't have to struggle. I wouldn't be the pastor I am if I decided that, well, you know, I'm going to write certain folks off. They ain't got it and they ain't going to ever get it. Hope they keep coming, but laws cause. I don't do that. I don't do that. And thank God he don't do it. And thank God I've taken on his heart. Come on, somebody. I'm teaching right. Hold on, hold on. Don't clap. How many parents in here can see your child struggling? And it don't bother you. Most of us would say immediately, we got a problem with that. Especially when you know you've taught them better than how they're living. Now, I'm not saying it won't come a time where God will be done. Because it will. You remember what Jesus told his disciples in reference to religious people? He told them, leave them. Y'all didn't hear me. He told them, leave them what? Don't preach to them. Don't teach to them. Don't try to help. Leave them alone. You don't ever want God to say about you that he's going to leave you alone. Now, I don't want that. Come on, somebody. I don't want that. But see, a senseless man does not know nor does the fool understand, comprehend, or grasp this. See, in reference to some of us, we're doing ill-advised things, and you know better. I said, you know better. And see, this week of the Lord should tarry. Not just this week, but even on into June. I want some of you to hear my voice when you start doing ill-advised things. I just want you to hear Pat saying, you know better. That's how some of you need to hear it. You know, you know better. Come on. Some of you need to hear a little bit more service. Hey, you know you know better. Because again, when you know better, 
And then you start doing better. See, some of us just don't realize a word like this puts you on the edge or it sets you up for divine, listen, improvement. I said setting you up for divine improvement. When we know better in reference to ministry, we need to what? We need to do better. So that ministry can go forth the way God wants ministry to go forth. But ministry can't go forth the way he wants it to go forth if you have leaders doing ill-advised things and they know better. Because see, it starts in the church with leadership. And as long as we got leaders who are displaying that they do ill-advised things and know better, not only is the leader going to suffer, but whatever area of ministry that they over is going to suffer in the sense that people won't have the good example that God want them to have. And listen to me, y'all. I meet with leaders. I meet with ministers. So don't ever think of a person that's in this church that pastor ain't meeting, pastor ain't teaching. See, y'all won't admit stuff like that. But there's plenty of times in church you'll see a person do something that's ill-advised. And the first thing folks say, and, and, and she'll minister. Come on, y'all know that's true. Don't sit there and act like you ain't never thought that about somebody. Pastor made him a deacon. And want us to call him deacon? Pastor must don't know the stupid stuff he do. Y'all know I'm right. But leadership should reflect or should be the first thing to reflect pastoral leadership. It should trickle down to, to the leaders. Come on. Then from the leaders, it, it starts getting on, getting on the members. And see, if the pastor is knowing better and doing better, leadership knowing better, doing better, you're going to have folk join the church, and it, it's going to be easy for them to catch on to what we do here. We learn and we put into action so you'll tell your loved one, look, if you really want your life to be changed, come to church with me. Apply what we get, and I guarantee you can give them a guarantee your life's going to improve. You can tell your loved one, get on Facebook Live, listen, apply it. But I'm willing to admit that I have members who don't apply it. And see, when you tell folks you go to the place of refuge Noonan, if people really know me, if they really know what I'm about, if they know what Bishop is about, then they can look at your life and say, okay, you one of the ones that ain't listening then. You know folk do that. They'll be like, now I know your pastor. Just like we were young and you, and you misbehave. God helping me teach this. And if somebody who knew your mama saw you, At a game 12, under the bleachers, kissing and going on. Now, if a real cousin saw that, she going to snatch you up. And when she snatch you up, she going to say, now, I know your mama. I know she wouldn't have you up under here like this. 
I know she's teaching you better than this. And, I, and I've told folks about my church when they were acting up doing dumb stuff. I said, that's not a reflection of me and their mother. When my girls start doing that dumb stuff, I said, that is not a reflection of what I know Donna taught them. Now, they're doing their own stuff right there. But see, it's the same in the church. When people really know your pastor, they know, man, I know Pastor Carkin teaching. I know he teaching better. You've been with Pastor Carkin from the beginning. Your credit was shot at the beginning, and your credit still shot. You, something, ain't, something ain't right with that. You were struggling when you first got there, and you doing worse. Something wrong with that. And you'll have unsaved kinfolk that are questioning your salvation. You stay in the church all the time. Something ain't right. You always at that church. When they say that, they just mean you faithful. Because you ain't always here. Because we ain't, we ain't open Monday through Sunday. If you always here, you parked out there just sitting out there and we don't know what you're doing. Because back in the day, I used to teach folk, especially during family month, when it comes to family, marriage. You know, people trying to, well, I'm always at church. I can't, you stop lying. I used to tell people in church, over, go home. I used to tell certain women that you need to go home and start cooking. You said stand around here talking, church, and I pull around here sometime. When I'm 55 minutes into a message, and folk just like, You can sense that the people are ready to go home. But then when I pull around here, after having a meeting, I still got four fire huddled up. And I have let down my window tell them, I should have went a little bit longer today. I'm just talking to you. And since the children are not in here, what happens, and I'm about to move on and it will be done. What happens when parents... Or talk better, but don't do better. Hold on. See, now you keep talking this church stuff to your child. But they don't see you living it. They don't see you living it. If mama and daddy was living it, they wouldn't argue, fuss, and fight the way they do in here. If mama was living it, she wouldn't be so depressed about not having a boyfriend. And now you got your child questioning, does it work? Come on, does it work? Pastor talk about doing things all the time. He talks about being blessed. But where is it in our Tell your neighbor, when you know better, you have divine knowledge. When you apply the divine knowledge, you have divine improvement. Now, is anybody limited in here? Is your situation so jacked up today that you can raise your hand and come down here and just say, Pastor, even God can't help me? See, nobody in here whose situation is that jacked up that God can't help you. But you got to start helping yourself. And that's what I learned 
when I landed, listen, and what I knew was a productive church. Me and Donna talked years ago. We said, hey, this is the opportunity that we've been waiting on. Because up until then, I had just pleaded ignorance to a lot of things. But then God said, hey, I'm putting you somewhere. All that stuff that you do that ain't right. Listen to me, y'all. It's going to be addressed. Listen, over time. Problem with a lot of folk is that when you hear once a month, then I'm addressing things. And if you ain't faithful to go back and listen, I'm addressing things that you're missing. Come on. Just like I said, when it comes to our, I think I mispronounced it, like our series, our television shows, some of you don't miss. Did I say it right that time? It's the series, right? When you're watching your series, seasons and series. Yeah. One day we're going to do a blooper because I do a lot of them up here. Every time when y'all start looking like that, I want to I wanna make sure that I'm saying it right. Some of us, we so into certain shows, we ain't missing nothing. We're we not going to miss. We're going to make sure. we even if, even if you miss an episode, people tell you, girl, she divorced him last week. She finally left him. Now watch this. They told you what happened. It ain't good enough for you. See, you so into it, you got to see it for yourself. And then you'll tell her, don't tell me no more. Girl, I told you he was dirty. I told him, don't tell him no more. I, I will call you out. And see, you talk about it with each other. You got somebody you discuss it with. But see, when it comes to the word, I'm finna move on. Oh, I missed last Sunday. Oh, yeah. Some of you ain't even watched the productive live from Wednesday. But you won't better. You're hungry for knowledge and understanding. But you hadn't even took the time. A, a meal prepared for you. That you have yet to taste. You ain't that busy. Four things and we done. And I promise I'll move with these four real fast. But when you have divine knowledge. It leads to divine improvement. Proverbs 1 and 7. We're going to deal with four things in reference to knowledge and be done. Proverbs 1. And we will have received a good meal today. Proverbs 1. Yes, we will. Thank you, sister, whoever said that. Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. See, because I got a job to do when I come out here. I got a job to do. Proverbs 1. So when some things go wrong, I know, hey, that ain't on me. Thank you, God, for helping me deal with that. Proverbs 1 and 7. The fear of the Lord. Y'all make sure y'all go to this. Proverbs 1 and 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Tell you that when you respect God, when you honor God, that's the beginning of knowledge. To respect Him, to honor Him. Listen, how do I honor God? I honor God by being a hero and doer of His Word. That's honoring God. When you dishonor God, that means you are taught his word, but you do your own thing. And I don't care how much you make an hour, a year, I don't care how prosperous you think you are, keep dishonoring God. And you're going to look back and notice in your life, though you may have the digits in the bank you want, there's going to be a void in your life somewhere. And the only one going to fill that void is God. And I'm here to tell you, as nice as it is to drive, 
Your heart desire your car. That won't fill every void in your life. There's a void only God can fill. And see, when you start fearing God, when you start honoring God, that's the beginning of knowledge. So you don't just show up and come to church and dishonor God by hearing the word, but not doing it. You say, God, I honor you too much. I value what you think too much. And so when you tell me to do something, I honor you by doing it. Oh, Proverbs 11. We move it. Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11 and 9. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. This is what I want you to see. But through knowledge, the righteous will be what? Through knowledge, the righteous will be what? Through knowledge, the righteous will be what? See, when you know better and you do better, deliverance coming. Listen, that means you're going to get out of things because of the knowledge you possess while you're going to see others stuck in certain things, you coming out. Through knowledge, through no- that means right now somebody can be going through something. God is delivering his answer to you. Listen, there's somebody listening right now. You up and down in reference to life. In reference to your purpose for life. You don't know your purpose. I'm talking about connected to God. How can you truly be happy and you don't even know why God created you? Why he allowed you to come forth? Why are you in the earth? Why are you here right now? Are you using your gifts that came from God to not only bless your life, but bless other people? See, when you come into certain knowledge, you're going to be delivered from certain things that people struggle with all their life. If we don't get out of this stuff of thinking that money solves, well, Pastor, if I can just get a certain amount of money, that's the game that the world playing. Pastor, if I could just make this right here go right for me. I used to be that person. If, if I can get this right then, and no. I want to get it all right. I want to have knowledge that when God said this season for struggling is over, then I just move into that season of, of prospering. See, that's, not, that's what knowledge will do. A better way to say it, one word from God can change what? Your life. Now, there will be trials that we're in. That we're not coming out of God gonna give you the strength to bear it. He's gonna give you the wisdom to deal with it. But according to this scripture, knowledge can bring us out of some things. Applying knowledge can make marriage better. Come on, come on, brother. Twelve dozen of roses, but you still mean. Get knowledge to learn how to treat your wife like a lady and show her that you love her. Come on. Why love learn to submit to your husband? Learn to respect your own husband. Come on. Lose some of your mouth. Proverbs 18. Ooh. Ooh, them sisters mad, but they can't act like it. Lose some of your mouth. Stop twisting your neck all the time when you talk. Learn to respect a good man if you have one. Come on. Because to most men, that's what really matters. Woo! Some I want, they normally amen. Some I so they sit there like. 
you don't know him. <laughs> we really don't know you. <laughs> come on. Come on. Proverbs 18. Singles. Come on. What, 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 where my happy singles at? All right, Proverbs 18. Come on. Knowledge delivers. Knowledge delivers. Start receiving them knowledge. Start receiving that knowledge. God show you how to change some things, critique some things. Show you how to get noticed. Mm, that's what he did with Ruth. Naomi, an old woman. See, sometimes, sometimes what's wrong with younger, single folk, they don't listen to nobody older. They think old people is out of style. But you'd be surprised, single woman, what an old woman. Come on, we'll reach in her bag of what she used to do. And I'm going to tell you, when you got that good stuff, it still worked. It worked in the 80s, it worked in the 90s, it worked. I'm trying to get out of here without getting in trouble. That stuff I used to use back in the day, man, that stuff still worked today. All I need to do is talk to a young brother. If he be willing to do what I say. I'm going to hook him up. But he don't need to be coming in that waste of my time. But I'm going to hook him up. You know one of my best lines was back in the day? That I didn't have no line. Hey, look, I ain't got no line. I know most guys are going to say this, that I ain't got nothing. I just wanted to meet you. Proverbs 18, 15. And guess what? There was a time halfway through our marriage, she started acting different. Then I found out her and mama been talking. There were times me and Donna would get mad, break up going on. I'd go to her house. She'd be just sitting there just looking sad and depressed. And man, when I, I loved it too. I loved it. I'd like, I'm just dropping by to see these kids. It ain't about you. But then some days I'd drop over there, she'd be dressed up, clean of it. Like, where you going? You know, I come to get the kids. She's like, yo, you can have them. I got them all ready. Get out of there. And I'm like, where, where, where you are? Where you going? She said, oh, that ain't your business no more. Oh, 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 it's on up in here. It's on. I ain't getting the kids now. Let them stay. Matter of fact, I'm doubling back. I want to see. Imagine years go by, and I find out this one been hooking up with this one. Oh, girl, don't let him fool you. He over here talking about you. He over here sad, too. He ain't been doing nothing. You need to get... Hey! See, we got single saved folk. You on that dumb stuff. Nobody wants me. Well, I mean, come on. You got to get talking to somebody. Proverbs 18. Law hammers got to get out of here. Proverbs 18, 15. The heart of the prudent acquires what? The heart of the prudent acquires what? And the ear of the wise seek what? Knowledge. The heart of a prudent represents a wise man. But watch this. The heart of a prudent acquires what? Knowledge. Tell your neighbor, when you're wise... You're always seeking to learn. 
Tell your neighbor, you never stop learning. When you know better, you want to know more. Come on, the heart of the prudent acquires what? Knowledge. When you know better, you're doing better. That's not the end of it. You still want to learn more. Proverbs 14, we're done. I said, you still want to learn. You still hungry. Pastor, I'm blessed. I'm doing well, but I'm still faithful at church. I'm still faithfully listening to every message. Why? Because I'm always learning. I'm a person who's always learning. If somebody's speaking knowledge, I'm soaking it in. I'm listening. I'm listening. They, 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 they may think that I, that I don't, but if it's true knowledge, I'm putting it in action in some way or in another in my life. And I appreciate people. I, I ain't arrived to the point where I, I can't learn nothing. No. No, Proverbs 14. Sometimes when I'm talking to people and they mention search, I say, now what did that mean? Now go ahead and break it down to me. Okay, I got you. I understand you. All right. Now listen, as a pastor, I may not do everything you tell me to do, but it don't mean I'm not listening. Because I'm always learning. All right? This, this is the final scripture, and then we're done. Are y'all happy yet? Man, this word good to me. You know better. Look, 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 somebody just say, you know better. And tell you, neighbor, after the day, after today, after right now, you show enough. No. What? Shout to somebody you know better. And you know what we're going to start doing in this church? Led by God, we're going to start holding each other more accountable. Proverbs 14 and 7, then we out of here. Because this is what's going to get most of Remember the Bible talked about how that, the heart of the prudent, the wise man, his ear seeks wisdom. So you got to bend your ear to wisdom. You got to bend your ear to knowledge. That's got to be the thing you crave the most is hearing something that will improve your life. But watch this as we close. The right scripture to close with in reference to you know better. Proverbs 14, 7. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him or her the lips of what? Knowledge. Take the bottom line. Watch the company you keep. Take the if you keeping bad company, evil company, Shout the subject to him. Woo! Look at somebody say, if you keep an evil company, bad company, shout the subject to him. Tell him not just physically, but if you keep bad company on social media, shout it to him. You know better. I seen you like some stupid stuff. You know better. You're supposed to be a minister and you shared that garbage. Because, see, guess what? When you do stupid stuff on social media, and you in this church, and then you come up here to pray, to sing, to receive an offering, to worship, how folk going to respect you? We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.